0: to the goat zoom room usually we have caitlin free here but today it's only andy villanueva and uh today we have the esteemed sam sherman on (laughs) who uh owns some horses over at sam houston race park and in louisiana with danny pish and thank you for coming on and spending some time i'm sure you're busy with your law practice and all that but man you're a good handicapper i had to have (laughs) you on
1: me, man. I'm really excited about uh, the stakes races this weekend at Sam Houston I think it's going to be a great weekend I'd be surprised if they didn't have you know one of their better handles probably in the history of the track this weekend I would I would
0: sure hope so and I think tonight's going to be or tonight um, should be a, one of those nights as well with um, you know all the tracks canceling earlier today so it's going to be a, one of those things to where everybody's going to probably save their money and play sam houston in turfway park today
1: uh, i hope so i guess we'll see
0: <laughs> we'll see and we got a sick uh pick six carryover today too for 7800 the old traditional one which is kind of nice uh, one quick thing uh, obviously you've been in the game for a little bit what got you
1: involved in the game So i started off as a handicapper um you know for a couple of years and I eventually just reached out to Danny Fish and said you know I'm interested in owning a horse I think I messaged them on Facebook um but basically just that message his wife messaged me back and Danny called within 20 minutes or so uh the first horse I ever owned was a gelding named Valentine Street who's still running in Sam Houston um at the time the uh the original owner like just wanted to run in stakes races he's an owner and breeder his horse was just sitting in a field down in Kingsville. Uh, Danny said he liked the horse that if you offer him 7,500 bucks, you know, he might take it. He did. And I think five months later, uh, the horse won its first race at, uh, at Lone Star and kind of since then it's kind of uh stable has just grown and grown. I think we have maybe 10, you know, horses that are actively racing a couple two-year-olds uh, and a couple of broodmares. So it's kind of snowballed from there, but uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun.
0: So how did you get into the broodmare business and, also who do you have picking out your horses now and give him a plug as well
1: yeah so i got in the broodmare business basically we have a i guess now three-year-old named policy limit who we really liked he's stakes placed as a two-year-old found his mare another deal was just sitting in a field i think we paid him like nine grand to buy it, to buy that mare now i have the full sister to policy limit just bred uh, that mare to practical joke she should be you know bowling in a couple months so we had another um Another mare that just wasn't quite good enough at the races, but has a pretty good pedigree. So they're both in Kentucky now. Um, Danny helps me a lot with the claiming game. And Frank Alosa is a uh, bloodstock guy who helps me a lot picking out unraced horses. Um, they've both done a really good job. I think we won two stakes races um, with horses Frank's picked out. And then we won a stakes race at Lone Star with a claim that I made that Danny helped me with. So it's pretty good. And kind of uh, trying to get it, keep it going in 2021.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it, right? And, you know, if you play, you know, now there's so many ways to make money in this game um, that it's a plus to be an owner and a breeder. And we're going to get into this horse racing stuff today. And let's start off with uh, the race five, San Houston on Sunday, which is uh, the turf sprint for $100,000 four-year-olds and upward. It's the pulse power turf sprint. And we're going to go with uh, with what your opinion is, and then we'll go with uh, figure out what I like here.
1: Yeah, I think the one that I really like is Share the Upside, the two hordes. Um, Askewson and Elliott, I usually try to beat these type of horses. I think there's a few earlier in the card before the stakes races begin where they have some overpriced favorites. Um, I like this one's three for three on the turf. If you look at his you know, last couple races, he was in against a couple of monsters, you know losing to welder there's no shame in that probably i mean one of the best oklahoma breads if not the best of all time um then two back against chief i guess cicatrix i watched that race and bet i mean he ran 100 buyers and i mean he just absolutely freaked he ran 108 and two um but before that though you know well sure uh, the upside was three for three on turf and if you go before that he lost two in a row to whitmore i mean this horse is in and against some serious monsters when he's been against you know horses like these on the turf i think he has a really good shot to take this one yeah i, I definitely
0: was looking at at this race and i'm like you know usually i wouldn't bet the asmus and elliot in this spot but you can't go against the fact that he almost beats welder and that's that alone is a big plus if nobody follows the oklahoma circuit in fact he does have whitmore but That race, too, back in the vans, I mean, he finished behind Seven Nation Army, who's actually turned into a really, really nice um, smaller version stakes source. And Mm -hmm. Mr. Moneybags, who probably, in all intents and purposes, is the best Texas bred running right now. So I agree with you on this. I think Share the Upside is going to have a nice spot right here. Uh, You know, he will have speed with him early on, but... I think it's one of those deals to where you can go with Share the Upside. Maybe underneath you go with Fast Boat, who comes back here. He ran second last year. Um, and you hope that, uh, you know, you get a little bit of a price with Share the Upside. Yep. We're gonna go to race six. Uh, this is actually my always, my favorite race. It's the stoner side sprint. Four-year-olds and upwards for six, going six furlongs. And obviously, it is actually a really competitive field more i really thought this would be a small field and it's actually really really tough field with a lot of horses shipping in who do you like in
1: here So it sound like a broken record but i mean in every pick five i'm just going to single nitrous i mean i would i think a lot of the uh the other stables are probably pretty surprised that steve brought this one to sam houston um if you just look at kind of some of the other horses in here you know, local horse, bourbon cowboy, local horse, sky ride, some other horses have been running at Remington. Um, you know, nitrous has been at Keeneland Churchill Pimlico and at fairgrounds. Um, his race in the Thanksgiving classic at fairgrounds was really impressive to me. You know, we just talked about Mr. Mr. Moneybags, beat him, Manny wall has come back to win again. Um, I thought Manny wall that day was a cinch And nitrous. I mean, never really looked like a loser. Um, once again, I think there's some Ascus and Elliott horses earlier in the card that are going to be overpriced that you can beat. Um, every single pick five I play, I'll be singling Nitrous.
0: Yeah, I, I like Nitrous too. I mean, it's kind of hard to go against him when when you see the class. I think you can make a, a case for maybe popularity coming in from Oakland. He got beat by Hunker Hunk Burn and Love, who's turned into a really nice horse. Chris and Dave's been a really nice stake source. And then you go back to that December 15th race in the Hawk Memorial, he goes and he faces sleepy Eyes Todd, who has basically been all over the country the last year and has done nothing wrong. So can't go wrong there. I think you're right. I think there's a ton of local talent here and um, it'd be great if they, if it was a local stakes race and that was it, but it's not, it's, it's full-blown horses are coming in from other places and you got to look at nitrous and i was i'm in agreement with you i mean it's really tough not to single nitrous in the spot if he he wasn't in here
1: yeah if he wasn't in here this race would be ultra competitive and i mean i think you'd have to go i mean to find the horse underneath on the exacta i mean you're gonna have to you know really dig deep in here but if you're just looking for the winner um you know, I'm singling nitrous. And I mean, the deal—if he gets beat, you know, and I get knocked out, okay, with those pick four, same twelve percent takeout. So he's kind of, kind of start over again.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm in agreement here. Like, so we're agreeing in two straight races, and that's not the way this is supposed to work, Sam. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> so now we're going to
0: go to the, the uh, seventh race, which is the Texas Turf Mile for three-year-olds. I really like the fact that they added this to um to the houston ladies classic card but it's also probably the first three-year-old turf race of the year for a lot of these horses and i think it's really cool to have it this early so what do you think where do you think you would be going in this spot and if you say texas bad boy because i did not listen to you the last time
1: i'm (laughs) gonna go
0: ahead and render the windows with him
1: yeah Oh, uh, well, That was expensive to not listen to me on that one because I think he used a 21 morning line. <laughs> it went off around 12 to 1. Um, I think yeah. I was probably the reason why he went off at 12 to 1 because I made a pretty sizable <laughs> sizable wager on him. Um, I agree with you. I think this race is awesome. They added it last year. Um, I actually watched it with the owner that won last year because my trainer, Danny Pitch, won it. Um, and I, that horse has gone on to, you know, win or not win, but run in multiple graded stakes races and hit the board. I think the local horses here are probably not at that level that Bodie Cream was last year when he won this. Race. Um, another thing is, I think, you know, I know there's two Todd Pletcher horses in here. They're both going to take a lot of money. Um, there's a grade three uh, mile turf race for three-year-olds at Gulfstream this weekend. I think if these were Pletcher's, you know, A horses, they would be in the grade three. They wouldn't be, you know, coming to Sam Houston. So I'm going to toss both of the Pletchers that are going to be short prices. I'm going to the rail horse, Palazzi. Um, I think this might be another single for me. Um, Mark Cassie horse, they tried to get this on the turf two back. Um, It got washed off. It just kind of ran okay. First turf race, second time, Lasix. I mean, he broke terrible, spotted the, the leaders. I mean, 15 links probably. With three furlongs to go, this horse never looked like a loser. He just started passing the entire field. It says he only won by one. I mean, he could have won by three. He was kind of geared down to win by one. Um, he, a second-place horse, Hidden Enemy, an Asmussen horse, that was also nominated to this field. So I think, you know, he beat some decent horses. I think Palazzi is probably the one I'm looking at here.
0: I... I would, I would be more inclined to be okay with Cass here. If he had this horse training at Gulfstream, yeah. um, fact, he's not training at Gulfstream tells me this was this is probably a second or third string horse because he doesn't really point for fairgrounds
1: mm-hmm. and he
0: looks for easy spots for these, for his horses that aren't of his typical standards. Um, I really like chest stream for Mike maker. Maker's the type of guy that's really sneaky in where he places his horses. And he's always been one of those guys that points for this, for this Houston Ladies Classic weekend, especially earlier on when he had Phillies that actually fit in the Houston Ladies Classic. And here he, he brings in Chess stream for Michael Dubb, and he gets Julian to come over to ride for him. That's a big plus for me. I, I think that's a big, big deal. And I also like the other Maker. Uh, Rafael Hernandez, uh, who rides at Woodbine and is a really good turf rider, is on Catman. I think he'll be tough as well, Uh, especially off the layoff because Maker likes to be these long layoff types and he's shipping this horse in from Gulfstream. So uh, to me, I think he's spreading the wealth as far as all of his horses are concerned and I think that might be it. The one horse that's really interesting and I know you can make a case for him as well is Bobby Brinkley. Uh, we both saw him run opening night here or yep. second night of the meet. He gets claimed for 62.5, And I think, um, George Bryant had tweeted out, well, why are these guys claiming a 62, five Texas breath? Well, here's our answer right here. Right. Um, but I don't know whether or not this is the right spot for him.
1: So I think those guys, <laughs> I've talked to a couple people. So it was claimed by guys who, uh, run mostly in Washington and Emerald downs. Um, they didn't know the horse was not eligible for the stallion stakes, so I think this horse might just be in here by default because they need a place to run. They thought he was eligible for three stakes at Sam Houston, he's only eligible for one, so that was you know, might have been a sixty thousand Oops. dollar oopsie. Um, so I'm not high on Bobby Brinkley in here. I think stretching out on the turf, I think they wanted to spread him on the dirt. You know, they thought they were claiming him for 62 5 to run for, I think two hundred and seventy five thousand and I think they're running for a hundred. And I mean do they have to if they win the race, they're losing money. Um so I uh, I kinda I mean I don't know. Spending that type of money I, mean, I think it pays to do your I, research.
0: Yeah, I mean I know I know we should be going to the next race, but in, in all actuality you look at this horse, Shanghai Bobbies I think do a lot better on turf than they do on dirt. Um, and I think they'd rather go longer than shorter. And then with City Sip on the bottom, I think it, it, it's beneficial for him to be on the bottom. I mean, on the turf again, I think everybody thought this horse was going to be in the Texas stallion series. Right. I mean, that's, that was the whole thing that we were talking about on Twitter that one day was, this was on the, this was on the, uh, Texas stallion series. And obviously it wasn't. So now they got to run somewhere else and it's a shame but i like the horse i think the horse is nice i just don't think he's this quality right now you're probably right all right let's go to the eighth race the feature on the card the houston ladies classic grade three going at a mile and a 16th the the all-out best philly um lady apples in here who won at last oh not lady apple i'm sorry no yeah lady apple won it last year um and i know that uh they had that handicapping contest last year here for nhc and if i would have bet as much as the guy that won the handicapping contest that we both would have tied and instead he wins so um it's painful but who do you like in here
1: So I think the race goes through the even money line, Latruska. But I think the key horse in here is not her. I think it's the rail horse, Motion of Motion. Um, Because if Motion of Motion goes with Latruska, you know, contested lead sort of situation, I think it could set up for a closer. Um, You know, before we start this, you know, we thought maybe the track's going to play a little bit different this weekend. But if it doesn't, you do not want to be on the lead at Sam Houston. If you're on the lead, it's really, really tough. Especially if you get a contested lead so i thought it might set up for a couple of the uh inside horses i think my pick's probably going to be ujai the three horse she just ran um, a couple weeks ago hundred thousand dollar stakes race the aqueduct she got third beating a link but she lost to two really good horses and thankful and Miss marissa you know both won multiple times multiple stakes in 2020 um and she likes to come from off the pace that track aqueduct <laughs> It's tough to come from off the pace sometimes. It's a really deep track right now, playing kind of slow. The um, so Latruska is the horse to be. There's no doubt about that. But I think it could maybe set up for Ujai. Another one, maybe dual princess, you know, won three out of her last four. Um, and the race she lost was Remington Park Oaks. I actually had a Philly in there. She didn't run at all, but I, you know, so I handicapped the race a lot. Evutant, the horse that she lost to, is a just flat out monster Philly. Um, so losing to her, there's no shame in that. Once again, I mean, probably going to play a couple of tickets, maybe. Single Latruzka and one, um, not user in another one. It's, uh, I think either she wins or it sets up for someone coming from off the
0: base. Yeah, I'd, if you would have asked us, you know, midweek last week, I would have said, I love Jill Princess. I love Lady Apple. I think the race will fit set up for them. Seeing how the track played you know, last night, um, I'm kind of looking at Latruska. I, I like the diff- I like the change from Motion emotion to motion. She goes from from Richard Baltus to Steve Asmussen. She's running grade ones. She chased Midnight BC. She chased Blamed. She didn't. She didn't get embarrassed in any of those races as a, as a four year old. I think she's in a good spot she's shown she doesn't need the lead but the problem is is that if you let Latrushka get off to whatever pace and she sets it they're not catching her so um I'm hoping the track kind of plays the way it has been and I know that's kind of bad but I'm going to go with Jewel Princess on top Lady Apple also and then Latrushka third just and I will probably leave her off most of my tickets Latrushka because I want to make it I want to go for a home run
1: yeah. And if you, I mean, I bet, I don't know. I mean, what percentage of, you know, tickets are going to have her singled. I mean, the vast majority of them, I would imagine, um, you know, with motion of motion, I love this horse as a three-year-old running at Oakland. Um, I'm just not sure that she's kind of progressed. You know, she, she got second and honeybee second in the fantasy. I really thought that she, you know, could have turned into a really, really nice, you know, great at stakes, winning Philly she's kind of, you know, she's been to a bunch of the races. She just hasn't quite gotten there. You know, maybe today's her day. Um, I think she's probably going to have to run one of the better races of her life.
0: And now we go to the ninth race, the San Houston, J.B. Connolly, grade three turf. This is the other signature race on the card today. And w- this is a really tough race if you really look at it. Who, who do you
1: like in here? Um, I mean... I think most of the people are going to go with a bunch of Mike Maker horses because it seems like he wins this race every single year. I'm not. You know, I just I looked at, you know, watched a bunch of replays, looked at the form, did the research. There's not a lot of speed in this field. Um, so I kind of went with Touch Revenge. Um, I think you're going to get a price. I think he's, you know, you know four to one, five to one on the morning line. He's going to be higher than that. Um, he's never run this, you know, this distance. He's going to be on the lead. Just a matter of, you know, can he take him all the way? Um, you know, but, you know, on my tickets, I'm <laughs> going deep in here. But if I pick someone to win, I think I'm going to go with Touch, Touch Revenge just from, you know, fact he's going to be on the lead. You can win races on the lead on the turf at Sam Houston. Um, that's who I'm going to go with. But, I mean, I think you'd be a fool to not at least <laughs> find a mic maker or two that you like the best and, and put them on your ticket.
0: Yeah, I, when this race came, when when I drew for this race and I saw the makers, I was like, yeah, these aren't, these aren't usually the type of horses he sends over here yep. as far as this race is concerned. So I pretty much am not like a, the biggest fan of any of the makers. I do agree with you that Touch Revenge will probably be on the lead. The horse that really interests me is Henley's Joy. Yep. Here's a grade one stakes winner coming in to run. Um, he's a five-year-old. He's faced some of the toughest horses in the country uh, at his age. I, I just think he's probably going to get a, too much, too much action on here. And so I'm probably going to lean toward the Stidham with Miguel Mena with the Kin. this is this race, you know, if somebody decides to go with him, it'll probably be t- a lot better for him to f- set up for it. But uh, I'm looking at either Henley's Joy or Tory Ken in here for this race.
1: Yeah, I think Henley's Joy, um, you know, <laughs> it's just tough for me to go. You know, Mike Maker wins so many turf routes. Um, and Steve, I mean, you know, one of the best trainers of all time. But just when I think it's Asmussen, I don't think, you know, turf router mile and a half. Um, <laughs> that's the only, you know, I guess, uh, trepidation I'd have with going with Henley's Joy. Once again, I mean, I th- if you're just getting out, I think you got to go pretty deep in here if you're playing a multi-leg, multi-leg wager. Um, you know, I think we'll probably be able to because it looks like we had a couple potential potential singles uh, earlier in the pick five singles. I agree with you on that.
0: All right, the last is a Jersey Lily, uh, Sam Houston, uh, turf, mile in the 16th. And uh, only one horse really caught my eye in here and that was uh, catch a bid comes out of the Chad Brown bar and goes over to, to Joe Sharp. Uh, You know, I know Chad thought really, really highly of her when he had her um, and was trying her in stakes races. I don't think she ever got into that type of form. So that's kind of a a shame in her, in her, in her deal. But um, I just think she's got a little bit more class than a lot of these horses in here and she might end up winning.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, three horses in here that are going to take the majority of the money. You know, the one you talked about, Catch a Bid, then Morning Molly, um, who's won three, three of her six races, two seconds, then probably Stunning Sky, um, who did really well as a three-year-old. I guess the only, you know, trepidation I'd have with Catch a Bid is it's probably, I don't know if anyone can really <laughs> move up a horse on the turf from Chad Brown. I mean, he's probably, I don't know, one of the best turf trainers in the country. Um I'm probably going to go with morning Molly in here. I think the way they've kind of progressed this horse, um, you know, it looks like they've kind of taken their time. I don't know if there's been injury situations or if she just needs to be fresh, um, three wins, six races, you know, maiden optional claiming handicap. Um, this seems like the perfect fit, you know, okay, I want to get into a non graded stakes race. Um, so they're kind of, you know, they're not saying, Oh, she won, you know, her maiden race. Let's go try a stake. maiden. um, Optional claiming, so allowance, and then handicap. So this is kind of the next, you know. I'm hoping the next step in her career is, you know, run well in this non graded race. You know, if she does well in here, I mean, the next step, you know, kind of just keep moving forward. Um, I think Stunning Skies, the other one, is going to take a little bit of money, but for these, you know, horses that are running in these restricted stakes, like if you just look at her pp's, you know, oaks, oaks, oaks. Okay, she's running against three year olds. Now she's running against older in here. Both horses we like are five. Um, you know, I like to see them do it against the older horses before I say, okay, I'm gonna take this Philly who's only run against three year olds, first time against older horses. Like you're gonna have to prove it to me before I'm gonna bet on you. I think, you know, those are the three that are gonna take a bunch of money. I don't think I'd really take anyone else in here. If I was, maybe Curlin's journey might be somewhat of a price. Um, you know, won a good allowance at Remington didn't run that well at fairgrounds but before that she did um, if i was looking for a price i'd probably go with Curlin's journey in here
0: yeah she um she's kind of like one of those questionable fillies like our mares now um, you know she has back class you know she's going to always try they is she going to win i mean is yeah, she, she good enough i don't in, know right? yeah um so i mean I, I like the stunning sky. I, the more the more you were talking about Morning Molly, the more I was looking at her going, huh, okay. That that makes total sense. I mean, you know, I never think of, I, usually with Proctor, I always think of Glenn Hill. I don't think of other Barnes. So if I see somebody that doesn't, if he's training for somebody else, I usually don't put as much credence, but um, now I got to go back and look at the tape and see that one and make sure of it. But... Um, yeah, I mean it's it's really impressive that Sam Houston is able to put on a card like this, especially with the added money that the state has given them. Uh, obviously, the one negative downside from living in Houston and living in Texas is uh, the fact that we don't have ADW, so we have to actually go to the track and bet. But um, I appreciate the time that you have for coming on. I know you're busy and. Uh, hopefully i'll see you out there on this weekend or anytime on the track and i appreciate yeah. all your time and
1: everything i'll be out there all weekend so come say hi um I'm i really, don't even really know where
0: you're here's the funny thing i i literally am always downstairs i don't like going upstairs where everybody else is at <laughs> and you're always upstairs so but yeah i'm i'm the same way if anybody comes by say hi um you know i'll grab a beer with you guys and and have fun definitely all right thanks a lot sam i appreciate
1: it thanks for having me andy excited for the weekend
0: all right you too thank you that was sam sherman discussing the sam houston race park we appreciate you guys coming on listening to us we are on all platforms now so right rate subscribe rate review unsubscribe re resubscribe Uh, we are all out on apple podcasts now and thank you for coming into the goat zoom room for a uh, friday and uh, good luck and have fun at the races this week